when that girl had the guy going down on her everyone crowded around her and they were literally like three feet away like or two feet they were right there like they were in your shit so I even told my partner I was like I want to make out with you but I'm afraid that I'll have a bunch of dicks in my face <laughs> that I don't want um if that happens you know like I was afraid to even like start getting sexy with him because of the energy the desperate energy that was happening you know so it was just like not it wasn't making me comfortable enough to feel sexy in the club so I was strictly I felt the entire time it was strictly an observational like educational experience for me Welcome to What I Love About Sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more. Sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Sex podcast. Today's episode is on my sex club story. (laughs) So I went to a sex club recently and I had a bunch of you ask me what it was like and that I should do a podcast on it and tell the story. And I thought that was a great idea because this one is pretty funny. It's entertaining. It'll be fun. Um, Before I get into the story, I want to remind you guys you have two about two weeks left to register for the PE masterclass. This is for any of you guys who have been struggling with premature ejaculation and you want a game plan for what to do. My five-step really simple process for you to overcome PE. I've done this specific process with clients and they've seen results in as little as three weeks. So let's do it. You can register below. The link is right there. And I'm super excited. We got about two weeks left before. It's September 6th, so a little over two weeks. All right, so let's get into this story. Um, (laughs) Okay, so I'll just start by saying when I went to school for sexology and became a certified sexologist, clinical sexologist, I was told within my training program that it's important for me to try various things. Um, Of course, me being comfortable with those things, but also maybe even a little comfortable, you know, maybe a little uncomfortable, but willing to try, willing to see what it's like, give it a go. And I would have never, I would have felt so weird going to a sex club, even, I don't know, even maybe five years ago, I would have been freaked out by the idea. Not freaked out. I always wanted to go like since I was early (laughs) twenties, to be completely honest, but I could never actually see myself going until recently when uh, just being in sexology school and getting more acquainted with the BDSM community and realizing that people who are very uh, expressive about their, their sex lives and passionate about it are really fun people. They're also really nice, non-judgmental people. So I was able to get a taste of this whole new world and I still am and I'm still exploring this world and I love it. I love this world. So 
I think it was just really easy for me to, once I've gone through this training and I am heading my career in the direction of the study around sex and sexual expression and sex communication, sex insecurities, sex shames, it's just been really easy to to try new things and I'm enjoying it. So that's where it was coming from when I'm just like, all right, it's about time I go to the sex club. It was also a matter of finding the right person, you know, because I didn't want to go with someone who, it, it was just always hard to find the right person in the past. And then I asked the guy I'm dating now and I said, Hey, what do you think about going to a sex club? I've really been wanting to go. And I'm just curious if you would want to go with me. And he was like, let's do it. And I'm pretty sure on that call, he booked the tickets. <laughs> he bought the tickets. And um, I was like, okay, we are doing this. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, he was super excited because he's like, yeah, like who the fuck, like who, who gets to do that? You know, not a ton of people get to do that with their partner. And I think it'd be fun. So that was like his, he was really excited too. So that was, that felt really good to have someone excited to go and very interested also. Once he came to New York, we were looking up ratings like a few days before of the club. So it didn't have the best ratings. And I was like, babe, did we not look at the ratings when we booked it? And he was like, I don't know. What are we doing? This place looks horrible. <laughs> we're like, maybe we should still go. So we ended up, we ended up going. And it didn't, it didn't even have an address. It literally was like, I mean, it had an address, but like not a specific one. It left a phone number and it said, call this number when you're close and here's the code for the door or whatever. There's like, I think there's some type of code for the door because you couldn't just walk in. And we were like, okay, this is so sketchy. Like, where's this door? <laughs> we're just walking around New York City. And... um so we find we find the door. There's like no sign or anything around it. It's just a random big door. And we do the code knock or whatever. And uh, they ask us something and then we go in. We go up these stairs and it's really dark. You know, it has the red lighting. It's, it's a bit shady. And we walk into the security area where they have to check bags and whatever. Um, and there's a sign with the rules. And it says do not touch anyone unless they say yes to being touched and this and that and just just some rules of consent and prior to this i i asked my partner um what do you think about setting some ground rules before we go to make sure that we're both comfortable with whatever happens and we set certain expectations and he was like yeah love it whatever makes you feel safe so i asked him if he would be okay with us not doing anything with anyone else and just if if it came to the point where we were comfortable enough to do stuff ourselves and have people watch or whatever then cool like but definitely not doing anything with anyone else and that was my request for him and he agreed and he said yeah and then we set some rules around, you know, if you leave me for any reason to go to the bathroom, like make sure you ask me twice just to be sure that I'm okay being left alone. Because we had no idea what it would be like, like absolutely no idea of the, what the layout would be like or what, how creepy, if it would be creepy, if it would be, you know, whatever. So this felt really good. And I encourage you all to do things like this. If you're going into a new experience that you're a little shaky about, set some ground rules. It's kind of like having a safe word during rough sex. You know, it's just, 
it makes you feel like you have a tool to use in a worst case scenario or a very uncomfortable scenario. So that felt really good going in with that, that, um, you know, that set of ground rules for us. So anyway, we, we back to check in, they ask us what names we want to use and we're like, Oh, we pick fake sex names. Okay. (laughs) So we like give our fake names or whatever. And the people that were super nice, like the check-in people, register people were really, really nice, really considerate, just respectful, like optimistic people. So already it was like, all right, that was easy. That was nice. All right. We go upstairs, check out the bar. And we go upstairs to the bar and the bartender, um, who's like half naked was also really nice. And he was really cool. And, um, there were like free snacks and I think free beer there. I mean, you have to buy a membership, but yeah. So (laughs) we look at the room where the bar was and there's just like three, single guys sitting separately from each other and they're just sitting there like literally staring into space like just not even doing anything and we're like okay this is weird let's go (laughs) let's go back down to the ground floor so we go downstairs and I told I told my partner I said I think that I think I saw like three girls in the downstairs room and this place just so you know was four floors the very top floor is the BDSM floor, but it doesn't open until I think 3 a.m. or something like that, 2 or 3 a.m. Then there's the floor that they were on, which had like a, a room off to the side that looked like a living room space. It looked like a home, like someone's like someone's living room. And then there was the the floor with the bar and the single guys I just told you about. And then there was a downstairs, like a basement type floor with the bathroom. And there was a bed in there with like all seats facing the bed. And it was super dark. So the whole place was pretty dark. You know, um, they're trying to obviously set the mood for, for people to feel comfortable enough to do stuff. So it was very, very dark music playing. So uh, I tell my partner, let's go. I think I saw three girls in the living room area. Let's like see what they're up to. So go down. Turns out it's just one, one straight woman, one trans woman and a guy. And then another guy walks in. So, and they were like a group of friends and they were talking and hanging out. It was clear they came with each other and me and my partner just go sit on the other side of that room on the couch. And we're just like, all right, let's just say hang out in here. Um, cause it's better than just going up with those three single guys awkwardly sitting <laughs> by themselves staring at the wall. So we just sit in the, on the couch and we just start, we're just like talking to each other, just getting comfortable in the space and just observing what we see and whatever. And the group of people were like laughing and drinking. They had some out, they had a bottle of alcohol they brought. They're having a good time. And they seemed really nice. Like they, they quickly introduced themselves to us and smiled and they were all really happy and nice, having a great time. And the trans woman, we will call her Jane, comes over to us and introduces herself. And she's wearing a dress that is like half falling off and her tits are just like coming out (laughs) here and there. Um, But but not in the beginning. Like she comes over and was just like, because she, she got drunker as the night went on. <laughs> she was awesome. Um, she sits down and like on the floor, we're sitting on this couch that's kind of low to the ground and she sits on the floor like 
sprawled out just like on her side kind of like introducing herself and talking to us and I told her I'm a sexologist and she's like oh my god that's amazing that's so cool and she's telling me how she still has a penis and she loves her boobs so much and she didn't plan she said she didn't plan on removing her penis and she was like she was like, oh, I like, I'm going to keep it. But like, sometimes it does weird people out. And if I come to clubs like this, like when guys start, guys start doing stuff to me and then they reach down and see, I still have a dick. They, they walk away. So like, you know, sometimes it's, it's, you never know what's going to happen. And she was just explaining things where it's like, wow, like I would never know this about a trans person. And yeah, I don't like have any trans friends. So it was just really interesting to get a perspective like that and just hear her story and like her experiences and what she does for fun and like how she feels in her body and what she thinks she might do next, you know? So it was just really, she was very funny and lighthearted and very sweet and very considerate and wanting to hear our story too and ask about our dating life and like what we were looking for at the club. And it was just very open like the communication was so open which was so cool because it's like wow I don't even know you and you're telling me these intimate details of your life and I feel like I can share the same with you you know and it was part of it was the fact we're in a sex club right where of course like the topic of sex is so easy to bring up and then go further and it's kind of like if you're shutting down the topic of sex in a sex club like it doesn't really go. <laughs> you probably shouldn't be in that environment unless you're open to talking at least about it with someone else who's wanting to share with you. You know, like there's a certain amount of acceptance and also um, openness that just goes along with these types of places. So I just really liked that about it. I was like, wow, I love how we're already talking about our sex lives in such a mature, respectful way and just sharing it with each other, you know, and like pointing things out that are like that we think are hot about it or like sexy and it was just fun it was a very fun conversation so we must have been talking now we probably talked to her for like an hour to be honest like 45 minutes to an hour and she's getting slowly getting like drunker (laughs) and um such a good energy though and she like starts like touching my toes and she was like oh i love this nail polish and i could tell like she was getting turned on by me and also was turned on by my partner and was like she was obviously attracted to us you know like it was very obvious but she wasn't being disrespectful about it so I was just like yeah yeah love the color black <laughs> like me just trying to set a like not really set a boundary but just making it clear that I'm not attracted to you so yeah so I said to my partner how about we go to another room and just test out other rooms and at this point it's it's later so the bdsm room opens up and we go upstairs and we go all the way upstairs and we're just looking at like some sex toys that they leave out and when i say toys um they had like a closed in glass display of toys just to probably i don't know i don't know if it was just to get you in the mood or inspire you to buy those things i don't know if they sold them there but you didn't have access to them they were in a in a glass case and then there was a wall of whips and there was like the big x the mount i forget what it's called this is so bad i should know this but um it's like the x mount that's not the name of it but that's the description it's like a big x and you press your body against the x so that your arms are up spread like an x your body's just in the shape of an x and you're able to tie your wrists and your ankles so that you can be flogged or whipped or whatever 
So that was what we had access to. And there was a security guy. There was security on each floor. So there was like a security person just watching over to make sure nothing got out of hand, to make sure that everyone was safe, which I also liked. But I also think, I think there was a security guard like, I don't know if like jerking off at one point in one of the rooms. And I was like, all right, that doesn't make me feel safe. Like if you're working, you should be working. So that wasn't cool. I'm almost positive. I'm not certain, but I'm almost certain that that's, that's what was going on. Back to the BDSM room. We're up there and we're just like me and my partner looking at the toys and we're just like talking about them. And then uh, there were some other people up there because it got later. So more people are filing in and no one's done anything yet. So like we haven't seen any action anywhere and it's been like an hour and a half. And we're like, I wonder if like people are going to do stuff. And we asked the bartender what he's what his experience is like. And he was like, some days it's an orgy in here and everybody's fucking everybody. And then other nights, it's like a high school party, like a high school dance. <laughs> no one's touching anyone. So we're like, oh, great. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what to expect. So we're back up in the BDSM room and we're talking to new people that funnel in. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I never whipped anyone. And Jane shows up again and Jane goes, I've never been whipped and I've always wanted to. And I was like, I always wanted to whip someone. I <laughs> flog someone. So she's like, do you want to flog me? And I was like, yeah, because I learned some tactics from sexology school um, when it comes to flogging. Not that they taught that, but they had guest speakers and stuff. So I put Jane's wrists in the straps or whatever and got the flogger. And I told her I wanted to be as clear as possible. And I said, hey, I'm going to flog you and I'm going to start slow and I'm going to start lightly so as to make sure, you know, I'm not hurting you or you're so that you're comfortable and it, it feels nice. And yeah, so just tell me if anything is too hard or you don't like anything and let's just keep open communication. She was like, I love the communication. <laughs> Like, so I just start and I'm going at this from a purely educational standpoint. Like I'm excited to flog Jane because I'm like, I never flogged anyone like professional. Like I feel professional right now. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like a dominatrix, but like, yeah, just like a very respectful, contained place to like practice this. It was just a perfect place and like the perfect person to practice on because she was so open and cool. Um, so I start, I start flogging her and she, (laughs) she's like, Oh, like, I like that. Or like, Oh, it feels better when you do it that way. Or like, Oh, and then I said, all right, I'm going to switch to, to more of like a whip. Okay. So this is going to hurt a little more. And, and then everyone started watching and everyone's like crowded, around, like watching me flog. We're having a good time. We're like joking back and forth. Like I'm, I'm not getting turned on by it, but it was clear that Jane started to, and I, you know, wanted to make sure there were clear boundaries. But the security guard came, comes over and he's like, all right, try whipping like this. Try this move. And he's like teaching me a move and um, to improve it. And then he goes, he goes, and then in between you can rub, you can rub the skin so that it doesn't leave any marks and like rub here. And Jane goes, oh, did he say rub? Maybe you should rub me. And I said, said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to be rubbing you, Jane. I'm not doing that. But if you want to keep getting flogged, like we can keep that doing that, but I'm not going to touch you. And I don't feel comfortable touching you. 
and she said, okay, can you, can you get me out? And I said, yeah. And like, it was no hard feelings. It was just a strict boundary that got me out of an uncomfortable situation, you know? And she was totally cool with it because she was super open and respectful. And yeah. And then I felt bad because I was like, oh shit. Like I turned her on and then I just <laughs> walk away because <laughs> I was strictly in the mindset of like, I'm learning something. <laughs> like I was not looking at it sexually at all, which was kind of interesting too. So so then we, I see that my partner's talking to this, this Latino couple behind us and they're like super attractive. And I'm like, whoa, where did this couple come from? <laughs> where were they? They were, they were talking to my partner and they're telling us about their experiences at like a few clubs. And they're like, oh, this one isn't as good as like this one and this one and this one, but you can't find them online. You have to meet people from club to club. And then they tell you about more clubs and we're like, oh, wow. So like there's a secret world of clubs. And So they're just telling us the difference of the clubs they've been to and stuff. So we're like, all right, should we all go downstairs and grab a drink or something? So the four of us go down. At this point, there are just people like making out on the sides, but no one's doing anything. So we go back to the floor with the bar, I think it was, and we're just all sitting on the couch. They get up and leave for a little bit. And then Jane finds me downstairs and finds us. And she was like, you wouldn't believe it. And she's so drunk at this point. She's like, you wouldn't believe it. I was flogged by a sexologist and she's so gorgeous and amazing. And I was like, Jane, that was me. (laughs) She was like, oh my God. And we're dying. And then she's like, Jane is so drunk. So she's like all over my partner. And not all over. Like she's like sitting next to, she was sitting in between, next to him. I'm like the closest to the couch. He's in the middle. And she's like on the other side. But at this point, like her tits are falling out. She's so drunk. And she's like leaning into my partner, like way too much, like leaning him. And then like she'll like in between saying stuff, touch his leg, like pat it and like, laugh and stuff and he was like jane boundaries like space please (laughs) and she's like i'm sorry i'm sorry thank you for telling me (laughs) so we're just like jane you need to relax and you need to get off of us (laughs) and she's just like a ball of good vibes but yeah and it's just a reminder that if you're ever uncomfortable with anything even if it's your partner around like a certain fetish that you're not okay with like always always set a boundary, always remind them that, hey, I'm not comfortable with this. Maybe in the future I will be, but right now, no. You know, and that's okay to say. You're not an asshole for saying straight up no. Sometimes you have to be really stern so that people actually understand what you're saying versus fluffy like communication. So anyway, my partner asked Jane if she would get up and give us some privacy, like give us some space and privacy. And she goes, okay, sure. So she leaves. And then the couple comes back and sits next to us. We're, we're all sitting there like waiting for some action to happen. And then we see this, this girl on the opposite side of the room. And she came in with her boyfriend and she's just sitting there and like her, she like opens her legs. And one guy, not the guy she came with, but a guy who was sitting next to her on the other side starts eating her out. So he goes down on her. He's like eating her out and she starts jerking off her boyfriend and a crowd starts forming. So there must have been about 10 guys that immediately formed around the event and just 10 guys. There's only like me, my Latina friend girl and two other girls, maybe, or one other girl um, besides this one getting 
getting the action that starts happening we're like freaking out because we're like oh my god something's happening (laughs) and she's like getting super into it and then she like bends over and turns around and the guy starts fucking her and we're just like holy shit and there's a bed in the middle of the room like a big bed and then there's couches and chairs around the bed so she eventually moves to the bed to be in the center like center of attention in that room and she just bends over and she starts giving her guy her boyfriend head and then this other guy is continuing to fuck her and they have condoms in the in the room so random random guys are like getting up and putting on condoms and i'm like what the fuck is happening like is she does she know like these guys are gonna try to fuck her like oh my god like what what's going on and we're just watching um this girl like get like the guy ended up finishing in her with the condom and then walks away and then another guy pulls up behind her and starts fucking her and she's just still you know sucking her boyfriend off and these guys are just literally lining up to fuck this girl and it's like a train and she kind of set a mood so that you know next thing we knew we saw jane um jane giving someone head and like and guys going up to her guys were all over jane like it was pretty crazy jane got the most action out of anyone that night that we witnessed jane the transgender woman she got all the action i thought it was really interesting because i have so many straight guys who who come to me telling me like i always fantasize about trans women and i just want to have experience with a trans woman and why do i crave being with a trans woman and i just was always curious about that and i was like that's so interesting like i didn't know this was such a big thing and until that night like where i saw it played out in front of my eyes i was like wow is this just something that a lot of guys crave and yeah jane probably got with like six guys and then there were people who would just go up and like feel her up and walk away like it was that type of thing but but yeah so this girl is just getting like fucked by guy after guy i think it was seven guys by the end seven or eight guys that all came in her and like just took off the condom and walked away and next guy goes up it was literally like that just like nonstop, nonstop. Uh, the couple that was with us were like, are you guys wanting to do anything tonight? Like, what are your, what are your plans? And I told, I just look at my partner and then he answers for us and goes, well, Stephanie didn't want to do anything with anyone else today. Like, we're just, we're just trying to observe and maybe do stuff like ourselves. And she was like, oh, okay. And then she go, she's talking to her boyfriend some more. And then she comes back to us and she's like, would you guys want to watch us? And we both look at each other and they were so attractive. <laughs> like, so attractive. So we're both like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, fuck yeah. So they're like, okay, like, how about we go downstairs and we, we make it happen there. And we're like, okay. So we, we, we all get up which was a mistake. The four of us get up at once. And we walk downstairs to the the floor where we originally met Jane, like the living room area. And we go in and like, no one's there. And we're like, oh good, like no one's here. Then some guy like pokes his head in and then a crowd forms in. And we're like, are you fucking kidding? Like it happens so fast. And we're like, okay. Cause we didn't want anybody else watching. Like we wanted it to be the four of us, like us watching them. And they didn't want a whole crowd of people. 
So we're like, okay, fuck. Like we have to, let's go back to like the busy room and then we'll try again and we'll go separately. So we go back to like the room, everyone follows. (laughs) That's what was creepy about it. Like it was, if anything, the creepiest part was the energy of all these desperate single guys. Like there was very much, I mean, it was, it was very much outnumbered. It was all, mostly all guys. And then you would have your occasional girl come in and, um, like that girl who got fucked by seven guys. And then there were like probably six, uh, no, probably like eight to 10 other girls, probably eight to be honest. And that was it. So they were so, it was just severely outnumbered. And it was like the desperate energy was just kind of creepy like it was just when when that girl had the guy going down on her everyone crowded around her and they were literally like three feet away like or two feet they were right there like they were in your shit so I even told my partner I was like I want to make out with you but I'm afraid I'll have a bunch of dicks in my face (laughs) that I don't want um if that happens you know like I was afraid to even like start getting sexy with him because of the energy, the desperate energy that was happening, you know? So it was just like not, it wasn't making me comfortable enough to feel sexy in the club. So I was strictly, I felt the entire time it was strictly an observational, like educational experience for me. Like I was not, I did not get horny once. It was just, I could not be turned on because I could not relax, I guess is what was going on. But we were excited to watch this couple. So we're like, all right, let's go back. We got to figure out how to get how to get like the creepy desperate guys like away so that we can be secretive about this. So let's, let's go down a few minutes before you guys. And then you follow, we'll go to the basement this time. So this time we go all the way down to the basement where that bed was with all the chairs facing it. Cause nobody was down there and it was like pitch black. It was, it wasn't pitch black. It was, it was the darkest area. So we go down and then they come, they come and meet us and they're on the bed and they start making out and like we think that it's going to happen and then all of a sudden one by one guy by guy fills in and fills the whole like audience section <laughs> with literally within 2 minutes and we're like fuck damn it <laughs> me and my partner are like i want to watch them <laughs> this is not going to happen so yeah so now we're like all upset because they filled in and they are not going to put on a show for these guys. So we just all get up again and leave. And you could tell they were like pissed. And this one guy especially was like, are you going to do anything? And he looked at me and the girl and he was like, are you going to do anything or just sit there? I'm like, ew, like who the fuck are you to like tell us to give you a show? You fucking perv. Like it was, he was, he was like such a pervert. Like the way he was acting and looking at everyone and like snooping around and getting way too close to us. Like it was just a very inconsiderate. Like he was not considerate or respectful at all. And it was really like pissing us off. And um, so we're like, all right, like this is, let's try one more time and go back to the busy room. And then we'll try to sneak out again when the right time comes. So we go back to that busy room. Busy room meaning where the girl was fucked and all the action was happening at once. And we're sitting there and then another girl comes in and then she starts giving a guy head and then a crowd forms and everyone takes out their dick and starts jerking off. <laughs> so it's just mostly dicks everywhere. Um, so they're like jerking off watching this new girl and we're like, okay, like the new girl like can take the room. Like, let's go downstairs. <laughs> so we all try to run and run downstairs again to make this happen. And then 
of course, like they start like making out and they're, it's literally 20 seconds, 15 seconds. And then a head pokes in and then a crowd rushes in and we're like, holy shit, like, let's just give up and go (laughs) because this is, and then we go down to the basement. We see uh, Jane is passed out on the bed. <laughs> she's just like sleeping. And the like, security is like, hey, you can't sleep on the bed. The beds are not for sleeping. She's like, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, she was such a character. But um, yeah, so we're pretty much just like, this isn't gonna, you know, this isn't gonna work. We've We've seen enough to make it an experience. And the couple, the couple, like the girl, the Latina girl was like, was like, oh, like, this is not what I want it to be. Like, this is not as good as this one and this one. We have to go to the other ones together. Like, this is, this is just, like, creepy. Like, I'm getting, cre- that one guy is really creeping me out. Like, I'm not, like, not comfortable and, like, blah, blah, blah. So she was, like, really annoyed by it. And we're, like, <laughs> like, me and my partner are just, like, hey, it was, like, an interesting experience. Like, who knew what the hell this would be like? And now we know. So it was just cool to have one experience under our belt. And then we all agreed to go out for a drink and just leave. So the four of us leave and like, and we're like, watch, they all try to follow us because they were all just eyeing us down. Like the whole audience was just like, when, is, when are these couples going to like bang it out and have an orgy or something? We like go downstairs and one guy like followed us and then we didn't know. We're like, fuck, is he like a weirdo following or is he? is he just trying to leave at the same time and he just like stared at us down the street and then went the other way and we're like okay we're good but yeah that was pretty much the experience um overall just very interesting to it's very what interests me was that the my latina girlfriend was telling me that it's it's a lot it feels a lot better to go to this other club that she had mentioned because because she said that there were a lot of couples at the other one she said there were the people were overall younger and there were couples and it was just one big room it wasn't a bunch of like sketchy rooms and dark dark sketchy rooms she said it was one big room and you just felt comfortable, more comfortable doing things with each other and with other people because it's a bunch of couples and the energy was different. And I said that makes so much, she didn't even mention the energy, but I thought about that after she was saying that. I was like, you know what? Like there's, there was no, it sounds like it would be sexier because there's no desperation there. You know, it's just literally people paying attention to their partner they came with and therefore they don't need sex from anyone else or they don't need just something to happen for them to like get their experience out of it so there's no desperate energy it's more of like a sexy loving energy and that's the one we're going to go to next because it just seemed to be you know more like welcoming in that sense and probably creates a safer feeling uh, a safer more relaxed environment for women like me and my friend who I met there yeah and I think that just overall it's just yeah it's just better that way what else there was something else i felt like i missed and i was gonna tell you (laughs) there's even a part where they're a latino couple we're like we're arguing because i 
because I started it and I was <laughs> I asked them a question about their relationship and then about their sex life and me being like a sex coach I am being way too curious for my own good I was like asking them about something about their relationship and I kept digging deeper and deeper and then she like started getting teary-eyed and he was like what's wrong what's wrong and I was like fuck was this me did I open it I like opened up a can of worms because I asked way too much about their relationship <laughs> and she was like I don't want to talk and she was like we need to speak alone and I was like okay I'll leave <laughs> I'm like fucked I just like ruined their relationship but uh, hopefully not <laughs> but yeah so they overall were really cool and like I said we got a drink with them so I think if you were to go you'll probably meet you know if you're open you'll meet you'll meet very open people because that that's those are the types of people who go to those clubs you know and it was it was refreshing to have such open conversations with people we just met like that was really cool i really liked that about it i really liked the staff um the staff was very welcoming the bartender was really cool and they made it feel like it was like not a big deal you know it wasn't like I didn't feel like I was in some creepy place. Like what felt creepy to me was the energy coming from the majority of single men there. That's what creeped me out. It made me feel like, oh my God, they're going to like jump me because they're so desperate. Like it was just, you taste the desperation in the air. It was so evident. So, um, so yeah, that was like, that was what I didn't like was that energy. I think that going to a club with that's known for having more couples will definitely have a softer, lighter, sexier energy that would allow me to be more open. I know personally. And, um, and yeah, I think overall it was cool. It was funny. It was interesting. Um, I flogged trans women, which I've never done before. (laughs) And, and, uh, yeah, so that was cool. And yeah, and it was, it was just, it was one for the book. So I do recommend, I do recommend it if you and your partner are open and if you and your partner want to set some ground rules beforehand. So that is my experience at a sex club. I hope you guys enjoyed this story. I know it was a little choppy. I was like trying to think of things that happen along the way and uh, trying to keep names confidential. But, um, but yeah, overall it was cool. But that is it. Like I said, don't forget to sign up for the PE Masterclass coming up September 6th. Can't wait to see you guys there who have joined. There's already 35 guys in it, which is really cool. So I'm excited for that. You could register in the link below. Have an amazing morning, evening, or night wherever you are in the world, and I'll talk to you soon. I hope this episode helped you. If it did, I would love for you to leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me. You can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on Instagram at Steph Ganowski. And before I go, remember, your sex life is as good as you make it out to be. Until next time.